This is In the Arena, the Colorado Concern podcast that explores the intersection of business and politics. I'm your host, Mike Kopp. Well, I'm so pleased to be joined on the podcast today by Rich Todd. Rich is the CEO of Innovest and a longtime member of Colorado Concern and somebody that a lot of people um, in the business community look to for insights and information about investments and markets. I thought it would be really helpful as a exercise of providing additional context for our business members in Colorado Concern who, like everybody, um, are beginning to understand the ways that they need to navigate these uh, rapidly changing and evolving times. Um, so I wanted to get Rich on and begin um, our conversation with someone who really is in a space that requires them to look a lot at the market. So Rich, thanks so much for joining us today. I wonder if you would share uh, briefly your kind of a profile of your company and uh, maybe some of the questions that your clients are beginning to ask you. Sure, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Innovest is 24 years old. We're a investment consulting firm. We have about 250 clients, uh, 50 plus employees, and our clients are about a third the families, a third uh, retirement plan sponsors, uh, which includes a lot of governments and about a third nonprofit organizations. Are your clients beginning to reach out to you now or are you beginning to pro uh, provide them with some contacts regarding what you're beginning to see now with what we've seen in, uh, in the past? Well, we've been responsive. Uh, the markets have been tumbling uh, for a couple of weeks, and uh, we have been on phones. We're, we're preparing a webinar right now. We've sent a lot of written communication, and we are getting phone calls. I've been on the phone along with a, a number of consultants the last couple of days with many of our many of our clients, and we want to reach to everybody. But I would say that they range from being Nobody's happy, uh, but I think they range from, you know, being a small percentage maybe panicked to a larger percentage thinking that we need to do we need to do some things and take advantage of really some opportunities, and that's really what our focus is. Uh, we really take an institutional approach in the way we look at markets and we look at economies, and we're, you know, our role is to be unemotional with our clients and make sound judgments and sound decisions. I think that, you know, every recession, we're probably in a recession, and that's no surprise to anybody. Uh, every downturn, every recession is different. In some respects, uh, this reminds me of 1987 uh, when I was new in the investment business and the market lost 30% in a, in a day. And we've certainly had a lot of down days and not many up days, and the market has really come down crashing fairly hard. And that has created some of, some of the emotion. I think if you go back to 87, the market snapped back pretty quickly. I also think that this feels like 9-11. You know, 9-11 was, you know, a surprise. And 
the world changed for everybody, and I think the world is changing now. I don't think we've ever reacted to a pandemic like this or any, you know, even going back to the swine flu, which was under 10 years ago. We, as a government, as a people, we didn't act uh, in the way that we're acting now, and maybe this is for good reason, but um, and maybe this is the new way of reacting to uh, pandemics. I think the risks are not just that people get sick, but that, you know, people are are hurt in big ways financially, especially those at the margin, as we hear about, you know, those, especially hospitality and travel, you know, even at risk of closing their doors, but letting a lot of people go. And, you know, these are the people that we need to be concerned about that, that don't have probably the savings they need and that they are worried about how to make rent or put food on the table for their family. And um, I think that's, that's part of why maybe Washington is reacting the way it, the way it is. But I think the good news in all this, as far as we are economically compared to the last recession, which was in 2008, I think our, our financial system is in a lot better shape. I don't think that we're looking at big names like Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns closing their doors and, and, and at least in the financial services area, I don't think we're looking at large bailouts. People see the light at the end of the tunnel that at some point, you know, this will be over with and we'll get back to our normal lives and there, there will probably be a pent-up demand for, uh, uh, you know, going to restaurants and spending money on things that we that we have historically. So I think that that is, in the end, the good news about this. And I also think for the first time, our young people are seeing, you know, what it's like to uh, have hard times and go through recession and having to make decisions about the way they live and, uh, you know, how to help people and how to, how to run a business. And that's some of the stuff that we're facing in InnoVest. We have, a, a, we have a lot of youngsters that have never been through anything like this. And I think we can all be, you know, the old people like me, we can all be good examples for, uh, for those on how to, how to live and how to react and how to take care of our clients. So that's a long answer, Mike. <laughs> I think, well, I think that's a really good segue to get to the next thing I wanted to visit with you about, which is how the business community is responding. The, the thing that is an overwhelming drumbeat uh, for me in the presidency of Colorado Concern, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of our members, I'm hearing from a lot of our members, and the business community clearly wants to be engaged. They want to be engaged on the philanthropic side. They really want to be engaged on the policy formation side. They want to get the policies right, both at the state level, the federal level, uh, probably at the local level and in cases too. And so it's, it, it is heartwarming to see the reaction of the business community uh, today. We had a, uh, a press conference from the governor um, and he announced uh, $3 million has already been raised just in the last, I think, three days now um, into a fund that will be administered by United Way and it will provide uh, direct relief. I mean, the reaction has been really uh, overwhelming and I think that's very highly of the Colorado business community and I think we're going to need more of that and it's it's really on point with what you said about 
taking care of or what you sort of alluded to taking care of of one another um, business can move a whole lot faster than the government can and they can they can meet some of these immediate needs um, obviously much more capably and, and more quickly than governments can but on the other hand obviously we need a, a robust policy response and the federal government is preparing to take action they've already passed this bill out of the house which um, in comparative terms is a, is a fairly small measure it's got some problems associated with it but most pop, most public policies do but the but the big ones now um, are talking about these stimulus type of efforts and I wanted to get your perspective rich on the a, a lot of what you hear from Treasurer Mnuchin and others in the Senate right now is all around liquidity and focusing on public policy issues that help businesses maintain liquidity. And, and it, it, what strikes me about it is that it, it seems to be that there's somewhat of a circling of the wagons, at least in certain quarters, that really a key is focusing on keeping employees employed, not, not just doing direct aid to unemployed people. And I, of course, that'll have a a role I suspect in all of this, um, and I'm not offering commentary on that. But but there's a big difference between just letting people kind of unmoor from companies and then begin to draw down insurance uh, or unemployment benefits and keeping them employed in the first instance, since that's the productive capacity of businesses, helping businesses stay within their business function as much as they can seems to me to be the, the, the strongest area for a, a durable and a, and a positive, uh, beneficial uh, public policy response at the federal level. Are you thinking about past federal policy responses to recessions, what has worked, what hasn't worked, and have you been thinking about what is being contemplated now, and do you have perspective to share on those items? Well, I think the good news is that uh, the government, the federal government, uh, especially, has is relying on on business, and I think that the the president knows, and many in Congress know that, like you said, the the fastest remedy can come through business, and with with a lot of what we're doing to hold down this virus and help people that are sick is really that government partnership with business. I also think that you know we have to recognize that the, the, the majority of people out there that are employed are employed with small business. Innovus is a small business, but I can tell you that we're able to withstand this, having you know 20 some years of experience and 50 some odd employees better than than we would have say 15 years ago when there were just a handful of us. And uh, I really feel for employers uh, that are managing businesses on street corners with uh, just a few employees and uh, you know what they're going through not only to keep their family safe but uh, how to how to handle their employees uh, how to keep them employed I, I talked to a nonprofit organization this morning and they are um, strong believers in keeping their employees they're really worried about their charitable contributions and they're in the kind of the athletic area 
and uh, everybody, they've decided that everybody in the executive suite is going to take a fairly substantial pay cut so that they can keep everybody employed. And, and I think that's heroic. And not every business can do that. And I think that, you know, the government, both state and federal government, when they think about people, they need to think about employers. And I think especially small business, we need to have solutions for them so they can keep their doors open and their people employed. Have you seen uh, past responses uh, from the federal government or regulatory agencies or what have you that have been helpful in that regard? Or maybe yes. part of that would be, are you, <laughs> yeah. What, what's your advice for the Congress going forward? I would hope that, um, that much of this is targeted and it's temporary, that we, that this is not an opportunity to create more bureaucracy in the, in the federal government. I also think that we've maybe learned some lessons about um, doing business, you know, having suppliers and vendors all over the world. And this is a circumstance where I think, you know, for some, you know, for some companies, especially in healthcare, we need to think about think about our our ability to manufacture our, our goods here in the U.S. Yeah, a lot of new discussion around that subject. Rich, uh, before I let you go, are you are you hearing of bright spots in all of this? I've taken note of the fact that uh, delivery services uh, and certainly places like King Supers are expansion mode. They're looking for more employees. I'm told that Amazon, I think I read that Amazon was hiring 100,000 new people. So um, I, I, what shifts do you anticipate happening here? And sort of bright spots are you seeing? Well, there's a lot of generosity out there and, and it doesn't have to be big uh, generosity. I mean, even here, we have people have been bringing goods in here and we have some very well-to-do people that uh, that have needs. And uh, we have a client, they're elderly, uh, they've been clients of ours for over 20 years and they called us and said, we can't find toilet paper. And they're afraid to go out and uh, they don't have a lot of family here, and we we uh, went and found some toilet paper and some tissues, and we took it to them. And it wasn't for me; it was from our staff that they're generous with their time and the thinking about others. And and I think there's a lot of that going on. Uh, uh, somebody else not here was telling me about seeing an elderly neighbor that they just they would just went and knocked on their door and asked the question about whether or not they had a need and. He did have some needs, and uh, Americans are, are generous, they're stewards, and if nothing else, I think uh, this could bring us all together, and, and there's been a lot of you know, fighting and bickering on both sides of the aisles, and you know maybe this will, will help us uh, come together and do things for the right reasons. I think that's a really excellent point, and... I was thinking of myself about the about the capacity of the United States, and we have exhibited over and over this amazing capacity to rally ourselves to come together, as you say, and to produce the things, the goods, the services, the solutions that we need to produce, and in a, a very rapid way. So I expect that we will have some really amazing stories to tell looking back a year from now, uh, even though um, we're certainly going to come with, with plenty of its own challenges as we go. 
Rich, I want to thank you again for your time today. Your input, as always, is quite valuable. And thanks for your great perspective about the generosity of Americans. And I think that is a point that probably cannot be made enough. Um, we really are quite a resilient people. And I have no doubt if you just look at our history, what we've come through and the way that we've rallied to solve problems and bring our people together, um, that we'll be able to do that now. And specifically on the note of generosity, uh, there is a new fund that is being set up. We mentioned it earlier. So I should mention it now for people that would like to make a contribution of um, a large or small amount to help your fellow Coloradan, you can go to the internet and the web address is, is helpcoloradonow.org, helpcoloradonow.org. And I hope that you can uh, join us all in making a contribution. I'll be doing that. Uh, Colorado Concern will be making a contribution and we'll certainly rally our members um, and others in the business community to join us in that regard. So Rich, thanks again. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening to the In the Arena podcast with Colorado Concern. I hope you'll subscribe so you can stay informed on the intersection of business and politics in Colorado. 